This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, you are listening to the news on Radio Romania International. I'm Vlad Palku. Transporters and farmers continue their protests. And Israel is determined to continue its campaign in Gaza, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has said. Israel is determined to continue its military campaign in Gaza until victory against Hamas is achieved and all hostages are brought home. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said on the 100th day since the start of the war in Gaza. The Israeli official also referred to the legal action taken by South Africa against Israel at the International Court of Justice in The Hague the former accusing Israel of genocide. According to our correspondent in Israel, Prime Minister Netanyahu said supporters of neo-Nazis from all over the world dare accuse Israel of genocide, thus favoring terrorists who did not refrain from burning children alive, killing, raping and abducting women, men, elderly and sick people. In Tel Aviv, a 24-hour rally was organized by representatives of families of people still kept captive, attended by hundreds of thousands of people and marking 100 days since their abduction in Gaza. The war started after the brutal October 7 Hamas attack, when 1,200 people were killed and 240 abducted by terrorists. Over 100 hostages have in the meantime been released, while several others have died, mostly in bombings or accidentally killed by Israeli security forces. Over 23,000 Palestinians have been killed in Gaza, and the majority population has been displaced. Military operations, massive destruction and a blockade on Gaza have triggered a severe humanitarian crisis, repeatedly criticized by UN representatives, international organizations and numerous countries. A new chapter in the history of Denmark started on Sunday with the abdication of Queen Margaret II and the ascension to the throne of her heir, Friedrich. Aged 83, Margaret ruled for 52 years, hers being the first abdication in the 900-year history of the Danish monarchy. The Queen had previously stated she would remain in office for life, but surprised everyone with a New Year's message expressing her intention to step down. She explained a back surgery she underwent last year made her rethink her future. The Danish monarchy enjoys tremendous popular support, Reuters writes. 
The latest surveys show 86% of Danes are happy with Margaret's reign, and 82% of them expect Friedrich to be an even better king. The candidate of the ruling Democratic Progressive Party in Taiwan, Lai ching tae was elected president as early as Saturday's first round of the presidential election, grabbing 40.1% of the vote. The president-elect promised to protect Taiwan from China's threats, hailing the resilience of his people in the face of external influence in the election. The candidate of the pro-China opposition party considered defeat. The Taiwan Affairs Office of the State Council of the People's Republic of China said Taiwan is a part of China, and the election cannot stop the drive for reunification. In Washington, President Joe Biden said the United States did not support Taiwan's independence, saying China is the legitimate power in the island, although they will continue to deliver military assistance to Taipei. The European Union hailed the result of the election in Taiwan, expressing concern about growing tension in the Taiwan Strait and opposing any unilateral attempt to change the status quo. In turn, Moscow preserved its view that Taiwan is a part of China. Meanwhile, in Romania, representatives of transporters and farmers continue their protests on Sunday. They are expected to meet with finance ministry officials to discuss their demands, according to the government's timetable. And that was the news. Dear friends, the Radio Romania Board of Administrators decided to temporarily suspend the use of two out of the five Radiocom shortwave transmitters that ensure the broadcast of Radio Romania International's programs because of budget cuts. The RRI programs in English are affected. All of them may be received on only one frequency instead of two as of August the 1st. The frequencies, as well as any other prospective changes operated by Radiocom for to reception monitoring and to your feedback on reception quality will be announced in our broadcasts on our webpage and on Facebook. We invite you to follow RRI's programs online at rri.ro, including On Demand, on SoundCloud, on Android and iOS apps, via TuneIn and via Satellite. You can find more details on our homepage. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn and Spotify. This is Radio Romania International Broadcasting from Bucharest. Sunday Show. Welcome everyone to a fresh edition of Sunday Show. I am Vlad Palku. Today's guest on our program is Carrie Hooper. She was born blind, but that didn't stop her from going to regular school and taking not one, not two, but several degrees in music and foreign languages. She discovered Romanian while listening to Romanian language lesson broadcast, surprise, surprise, by Radio Romania International Spanish and English departments. She soon took a liking to this language, 
which she now actually teaches alongside piano, voice and a number of other languages. Last summer, Carrie Hooper also had the opportunity to visit Romania, and one of her destinations was the headquarters of the Romanian Radio Broadcasting Corporation. Hers is a story of perseverance and fortitude in the face of life's challenges and uncertainties. But let's find out more in this exclusive interview for Radio Romania International. Carrie Hooper, thank you so much for joining us on our program today on Radio Romania International. It's good to finally be able to talk to you. It's a pleasure to talk to you as well. I would start off by uh, kindly asking you to tell us a bit about yourself, just to give uh, listeners an opportunity to know you better. Sure. I was born and raised in Elmira, New York. Elmira is a mid-sized city with about 30,000 people. I was born and raised there, and I have been blind since birth, and I went to regular school, and in my case, that worked out very well because I had good support from my parents, I had wonderful teachers, I had the accommodations I needed, I learned Braille, I had special what are called itinerant teachers who taught me Braille and helped me with various aspects of my education. And I also did learn cane travel skills. So I'm very grateful that it worked for me to go to normal school. I will say that does not necessarily work for every blind person. So really, that is a case-by-case situation. And that could be a whole discussion in itself, so I won't belabor that too long. But I will say I hadn't really did have a good education. And after I graduated from high school, I got a bachelor's degree in music performance, in voice, and I also play the piano. I started piano lessons when I was four, and I actually started taking voice lessons when I was 15. So As I say, I got a bachelor's degree in vocal performance, and it was during my third year, my junior year of college, I started to take an interest in learning foreign languages. Now, in high school, I had taken French, and although I did not hate French, (laughs) I really treated it as a requirement. It was, we had to have a certain number of years of foreign languages, and Unfortunately, at that time, I was not as interested as I later became in languages. But I will say, again, I had very good teachers, and they planted seeds. There's no question. And so when I was 20 years old, I took a German class. And from the first day, I fell in love with the language. And I knew I wanted not only to learn the language, but I wanted to teach it. So... I really worked hard to learn German. I would actually read ahead in the textbook. I learned it relatively quickly. Of course, any language you want to learn requires a lot of work. You don't learn it in five days, as some of these advertisements for language programs try to tell you. It takes work. There's no question. And 
it's a lifelong process. But at any rate, I did learn German, and that started my journey into foreign languages. And I majored in German in graduate school. I went to the State University of New York at Buffalo and got a master's degree in German, and then I got a master's degree in vocal performance. I taught German and Italian and even a little bit of Romanian at Elmira College, which is a small college in my hometown of Elmira, New York. I taught there for 17 years, but unfortunately the college eliminated the languages I was teaching. How, um, how did you come to learn Romanian? Because that's a completely different experience from Swedish and German. It's a Romance language. Yes, it is. And oh, I also want to say that all, during my time at Almera College, I also learned Albanian because I had a student from Albania who took one of my Italian classes I taught. So, yes. So how did I come to learn Romanian? That is an interesting story in itself. So I was actually learning Spanish and my friend Tim Pendel, who was also blind, would record radio programs for me in Spanish, and he would send them to me on cassette. And one of the stations he recorded was Radio Romania International. And one day, back in June of 2015, I was visiting Tim, and I listened to the Spanish program of RRI, and they broadcast a Romanian lesson with Irina Kalin. And Tim had taken Romanian in college when he got his master's in what is called Romance Philology, which is the study of how Latin evolved into the Romance languages. So he took that at Columbia University, and he took four semesters of Romanian, with an American professor named Thaddeus Ferguson. So about 50 years after that, he still remembered some basic stuff. So after I heard the lesson, I asked him about some of the things I heard. I said, I heard this phrase, something like that, and he explained what it was, and that's how things got started. And he taught me some basics in Romanian, and then when I got home, I researched Romanian grammar and vocabulary on the internet and found some more lessons. And Tim continued to record Romanian lessons in Spanish and also in English. So that's how that happened. And also I found people I could talk to in Romanian. I googled professors from Romania at various American universities. So I found some people to talk to that way. And also I have visited a couple of Romanian Orthodox churches. And in fact, I did a presentation in Romanian at one church in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So that's the short story of quite involved. And, and I've read a lot of literature in Romanian. I have a Braille computer that I can read with. And so one of the professors I talked to sent me some books in Romanian. So I've, I've read a lot in Romanian. So I'm very grateful for all that Tim did to get me started with Romanian and all that recording. And now I can listen to Radio Romania with an Amazon device. But before that, he would record 
stuff in Romanian for me, for, again, from different stations like Vatican Radio and Radio Romania. So, you so also, I'm very grateful. You also mentioned that you teach Romanian. I don't imagine Romanian being a popular language in the United States. Um, <laughs> what's the response of your students and who are your students? Uh, it would be interesting to know. Yes, so I actually have an American man who was learning Romanian. His wife was learning it too, but she wasn't able to continue. But he is learning it. He actually, he attends a Romanian Orthodox church, and he wanted to learn Romanian to understand the service better. So I use a textbook with him, and he lives a bit farther away. So he comes in person once a month, and then we do the other lessons over the phone. He's doing very well. He really enjoys learning it. And I had another student several years ago who was married to a Romanian who learned Romanian, and he also enjoyed it. So the response has been wonderful. And I have used material from Irina Kalin's lessons with my students. So Radio Romania definitely plays a role, and I can definitely say that the legacy of Thaddeus Ferguson lives on and it's a joy to pass on what Tim first taught me. And so it's been a wonderful response to, as far as how people have progressed in learning Romanian. You've um, opened up um, our discussion, uh, detailing a bit uh, about your education, uh, the studies that you furthered in a number of parts in the world. And um, I can see a link, a definite link between music and foreign languages. You studied voice, and uh, I know you teach piano. How are the two, how are these two aspects connected in your life? Being able to speak foreign languages certainly helps with singing because knowing the language I can express the meaning of the song much more effectively. So that's really the connection, the biggest connection between singing and foreign languages. But when you teach music, I mean, it takes a completely different skill set than teaching yes. a foreign language. Tell us a bit about your music students. Do you teach adults? Do you teach children? What are the things they're interested in when they come to you? I teach people of all ages. As you said, I teach piano and voice. I teach children and adults, and I read Braille music, and my piano students have their book in print and I have it in Braille so I can follow along and they're very interested in learning to play and as far as my voice students some of them sing classical pieces but there are some who want to sing some of the more popular songs and that's perfectly fine with me the only rule I have is you have to use the right techniques but if they want to bring in a song that they've heard a song that they like, that's fine. And that's true for both piano and voice. In fact, I had a piano student, we used his lesson book for a while, but then he wanted to play rock and roll music. And I was perfectly fine with that. So I like to expose my students to a variety of music. However, I also want them to be interested. So if there's something they want to sing or play, that's fine. Everybody works very hard, and it's very interesting teaching adults too and it's wonderful when somebody who is older wants to try a new skill wants to learn a new skill like piano or voice or even a foreign language um 
I taught an Italian class once and had an 80-year-old who wanted to learn Italian, and I thought that was wonderful. It's never a dull moment, for sure. It sounds like you're doing so many things. You're involved in so many different activities. I, I wonder what your daily routine looks like, and uh, I really apologize for having to ask this question, but how do you manage, considering you're uh, visually impaired? Well, and by the way, it's okay to say the word blind. <laughs> it's not offensive to say the word blind. It's quite all right. So, well, you adapt. You adapt to your situation. As I say, I've learned how to travel with a cane, and I can do anything, all the basic stuff anyone else can do. And as far as a daily routine, it depends on the day. Usually the mornings are pretty quiet, and then I do my teaching in the afternoon and early evening. The other activity I do that I have not mentioned is I am also a translator. I have translated texts from Albanian to English and also from Romanian to English, I was involved in a project with the um, Romanian Cultural Institute in New York. It was called, the translation would be, Life from the Beginning, Authors Imagine the World After the Pandemic. There were various texts related to the COVID pandemic, and I translated them from Romanian to English, and I got paid. I've also gotten paid for translations I've done from Albanian to English, and I'm I'm always looking for translation work. So that's another that's another hat I wear is doing translation. Have you had a chance of um, reading um, I don't know classic um, Romanian authors or any any piece of Romanian literature? Yes, I ha I've read poems by Mihai Eminescu, okay. and I read. Cel mai iubit dintre pământeni by Marin Preda. I've read a couple of novels by uh, Liviu Rebreanu. I read the autobiography of Nicolae Iorga. So yes, I have I have read quite a bit of stuff. Gary, you had the opportunity to actually visit Romania this summer. How much did you know about Romania before coming? I already know part of the answer to this question, but what I want to know is what is the general level of knowledge about Romania in the USA? Well, unfortunately, I don't think a lot of people know about Romania. The closest they might come is they know about Transylvania, and they immediately associate that with Dracula. Okay, vampire tourism. Vampire tourism, exactly. But I had read some history of Romania when I first started learning Romanians. You know, I knew, of course, I knew that Romania is a romance language, and I have Braille maps, so I was able to look at where Romania is located. So I, I knew something about some of the provinces like Transylvania and Moldova and some of that. But it's a very different experience to read about it and actually go there. And again, I have to express my thanks to Radio Romania for offering these Romanian lessons in all of the languages they do, because had I not heard that first Romanian lesson about eight years ago, I would not have visited Romania. So And your friend Tim, and, too. And my friend Tim, you bet, absolutely. You know, he played a big role in that, and, and he was so happy. And the interesting thing is he visited Romania, too, and when he took Romanian, he contacted, it was Radio Bucharest back at that time, yep. to ask about how to get Braille materials for his 
Romanian classes, and they put him in touch with Batra Luminoasa, which is which was the library yeah. um, that sent out materials, and he was able to get material he needed. It's a big of, it's a big association for uh, blind people in Romania. Yes, so he got O Scrisoare Pierduta by Ioan Caragiale, which he read in his course. So, And then he was in contact with a family. The father was a proofreader at Vatra Luminoasa named Vasile Kisaru, and he invited Tim to visit Romania. They had been in touch. So here Tim visited Romania about 50 years ago. So it's like, it's like all of these circles yeah. have been completed. You know, he, he here he takes Romanian and passes on to me what he learned, and I can pass it on to others. And he visits Romania, and now I visited Romania. You know, to visit a country is definitely, you get so much more out of it than just reading about it because you sense the environment and you hear and yeah, you that, hear that, all of the sounds. That leads to my next question. Were your expectations confirmed? I mean, you must have uh, expected something before coming. Oh, yes. Um, I expected it was I was going to have a wonderful time and and boy I sure did. I stayed with a friend who was actually a friend of a friend whom I had met in America and the lady I stayed with her name is Rodika and I met her when she visited my other friend Olga. Then we planned my trip to Romania. So oh and it was absolutely wonderful and definitely met my expectations and more and and I did a lot of stuff Rodika made sure I saw as she put it the good side of the country and she introduced me to many of her friends we went to concerts we went to a couple of organ concerts and a concert with opera music and she lives in Brasov so we heard opera Brasov we went to organ concerts at the Biserica Niagara the black church, as they call it, yes. and just walking around the city was such a wonderful experience. And I also got to see Strada Sforti, Rope Street, which is the narrowest yeah. street in Europe. Yes. You also visited our headquarters. Uh, I sure did, How yes. was that experience? Rodica. Oh, that was a wonderful experience. So Rodika and I took a train from Brasov to Bucharest, and then we took a taxi to Radio Romania, and it was wonderful to actually visit the place from where all of these programs come. Again, it's different just hearing it on the radio at home, and then you visit, and it, it makes it more real. And I got to meet a couple of the people from the Spanish section of Radio Romania, and you know I had heard them on the radio, but to actually meet them was was really quite an experience. And I did an interview with Carmen Pelin for her program Weekend Kuprieteni, Weekend with Friends. Yes. So it was absolutely wonderful to visit the headquarters of Radio Romania. And then also during my weekend in Bucharest, I, I visited the Museum of the Village, and that was nice. To what extent, uh, I'm not sure if you had enough time to get an impression, but what did you think about facilities offered to people with visual impairment? I can't speak too much to that, but there are some good facilities that I saw. I, I went to visit the Association for the Blind in Brasov, and I met some really nice people there. 
they're doing a lot to promote Braille. They have reading contests. There's a writing contest where you have to copy a text. So I thought that was wonderful to hear about that. I also went to a fundraiser sponsored by the White Cane Association, and they're working to raise money to construct new bike paths. And there are people who do tandem biking. So that was very interesting. So I can speak to those groups. And I actually became a member of the association so that I could receive their Braille magazine, which used to be called Viazza Noah. Interestingly enough, Tim used to get that. And now it's called Litera Nuestra. So I hope to start getting that soon. So I enjoyed those experiences very, very much. Carrie, over the course of your life, you must have encountered many types of obstacles and prejudice that you had to overcome. You already said that your parents and friends were there from childhood to support you. What kept you going? What uh, helped overcome all this adversity? First of all, I can tell you I have not encountered much prejudice. I'm very thankful for that. I think a lot of it is how you approach situations. I do my best to educate people and help them understand that we're people like anyone else. We're not big heroes. We're not braver or more courageous or we, we don't quote unquote see better than anyone else. We're human beings like anyone else just trying to make it from day to day. My faith in God definitely helps a lot. I've, I've always been involved in churches and church choirs and that kind of stuff. So that's very helpful. But You, you do your best to make it from day to day. And I enjoy giving presentations at schools, for example, to children, and they ask wonderful questions. I always tell them there are no dumb questions, no stupid questions, because I want to educate people to the best of my ability. I'd rather they ask me a question than make an assumption that may be wrong. So that's how I, that's how I do it, and just do my best to make it from day to day. Carrie, I just hope your story... Everything you've said today will serve as an inspiration to our listeners as much as it has done to me. And we are so happy Radio Romania International did play a role in your journey. Now, to end, what is your message to our listeners? My message to the listeners is we need to keep radio going because radio is a way people can learn about other cultures As I said before, it's very helpful in language learning. I just want you to know that what you do at Radio Romania is valuable. And so keep up the wonderful work. Focus on Romania. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Next in this broadcast, it's All That Jazz. I'm Cristina Matescu, and today we'll be playing songs set to poems by poet Mihai Minescu, whose birthday anniversary is celebrated on the 15th of January. Let's begin with singer Luisa Zan and pianist Albert Tashti and their rendition of Eminescu's poem, Blue Flower. Iar fundat în stele Și în ori și în ceruri înalte De nu mai uitat 
Our next choice today is a song called Down Where the Lonely Poplars Grow, sung by Maria Raducanu, accompanied by Maxim Belchug on the guitar. One final song, this time in honor of poet Mihai Minescu, and written by Mike Godoroja and Dan Mircea Cipariu, two of the members of the Blue Spirit Band. The song is called Missing Eminescu, a prophet in his country. <laughs> Yes, they're 
discuse dissolvă într-o lavă de Wi-Fi E curtat, e plin de Facebook și de like-uri fără grai Versul lui te înconjoară, te cuprinde întrebător Noi răspundem cât de cool ești, meștere, mai vântor Eminesc oamenii de simplu după vorbă, după port Se apropie veșnic tânăr de-al vieții noastre Eminescu este zeu Eminescu este ateu Eminescu este ateu Eminescu este cool Eminescu este cool Eminescu este spion Eminescu este spion Eminescu nu e român Eminescu este român Eminescu este epic Eminescu brand de țară Eminescu grand Eminescu grand Caragiare Eminescu Eminescu face sens Face sens În afară de În afară de În afară de Eminescu În afară de Eminescu Totul este Totul este Aproximativ Aproximativ Living Romania. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. In the spotlight. Hello, dear friends, and welcome to a fresh edition of our weekly program in the spotlight with me, Daniel Bills, at the microphone. Last year, in December, we celebrated 110 years since the establishment of diplomatic relations between Romania and Albania. On that occasion, Romania's Minister of Foreign Affairs, Luminita Odobescu, delivered a speech from which we quote, Today, Romania and the Republic of Albania celebrate 110 years since the establishment of their bilateral diplomatic relations. The connections between our two states are founded on a strong tradition where history mingles with a common cultural heritage 
and close people-to-people ties, including through our respective keen minorities who bridge solidly our two states beyond geography. Romania has a long-standing, traditional and friendly relationship with Albania, as the first country that recognized the independence of Albania, with a continuous contribution to deep shared historical roots and the active role of the Albanian diaspora. We underlined here that the idea of declaring the independence of Albania by Ismail Kemali was forged precisely in the meeting in Bucharest of Ismail Kemali and Luigi Kuraqui with the representatives of the Albanian colony in Romania at the Continental Hotel on the 5th of November 1912. In this period, Albanian diaspora, due to the favorable political environment in Romania, published newspapers and magazines in the Albanian language. Today, friendship and mutual respect are defining elements of deepening political and economic ties, boosting bilateral cooperation in all areas of mutual interest that enrich every day the common Romanian-Albanian heritage. Romania is and will remain a firm supporter of the Republic of Albania's European path. Romania supports a clear, transparent and rigorous enlargement process on both its geographical dimensions, Western Balkans and Eastern neighborhood alike, based on own merits principle, reforms and fulfillment of accession criteria. Romania's support for the effective launch of Albania's negotiations with the European Union is yet another affirmation of the positive strategic projection that Romania has on the Western Balkans region. Together as allies and European partners with special connections, Romania and the Republic of Albania reaffirm their will to contribute together to a strong, prosperous, secure and competitive Europe. We thus reiterate our joint determination to approach together as allies within NATO all challenges to the security and stability of the Euro-Atlantic area. We commit to undertake concrete actions for promoting the strategic importance of the Black Sea and Western Balkans to the Euro-Atlantic area. In 2024, we will celebrate 30 years from the signature of the Treaty of Understanding, Cooperation and Good Neighborliness between Romania and the Republic of Albania, signed in Bucharest on May 11, 1994, and we will do so while being certain that the future will confirm the belonging of Albania to the European family. The Romanian Minister of Foreign Affairs, Luminița Odobescu, handed over the National Order of Merit of the Grand Cross, conferred by the President of Romania, Klaus Johannes, to the Ambassador of the Republic of Chile in Bucharest, Maria Pia Bustadias, on Thursday, December the 14th, 2023. The Minister of Foreign Affairs referred to the intense activity and dedication 
with which Ambassador Bustadias has been involved in efforts to strengthen, broaden and deepen bilateral relations between Romania and Chile. Minister Odobescu described the year 2023 as a milestone in the course of Romanian-Chilean dialogue and cooperation, marked by the visit of Romanian President Klaus Johannes to Chile and the participation of Chilean Foreign Minister Alberto Van Claveren as guest of honor at the annual meeting of Romanian diplomacy. The Romanian minister also praised the ambassador's initiatives to honor the memory of the Chilean diplomat Samuel Del Campo, who saved the lives of more than 1,200 Romanian and Polish Jews during the Second World War, as well as projects to promote gender equality and support people with disabilities. In this regard, the Minister of Foreign Affairs thanked Ambassador Busta Diaz for her substantial contribution to the successful achievement of the shared objectives of the two countries. Ambassador Busta Diaz declared that she was honored and grateful to receive the award and thanked the Minister of Foreign Affairs and the Romanian institutions for their support in the successful completion of her mandate in Bucharest. She assured that even after the end of her work in Romania, she will remain a friend of our country and a dedicated supporter of the development of Romanian-Chilean relations. On December the 12th, Romania's Minister of Foreign Affairs, Luminița Odobescu, held political diplomatic consultations with Deputy Prime Minister, Minister of Foreign Affairs of the Republic of Kazakhstan, Murat Nurtlu, who paid an official visit to Bucharest. The meeting provided an opportunity to assess the state of the bilateral dialogue, as well as a practical exchange of views on topical issues on the international and regional agenda. Minister Odopescu expressed her readiness to continue at a sustained pace the political diplomatic dialogue with Kazakhstan at all levels. She praised the cooperation in the field of energy and connectivity on the Black Sea-Caspian Sea route, as well as the frequency of the dialogue at the level of the Joint Intergovernmental Commission for Economic and Scientific Technical Cooperation. At the same time, the head of the Romanian diplomacy strongly condemned the illegal military aggression of the Russian Federation against Ukraine. She reiterated Romania's firm support for the sovereignty and territorial integrity of all states, as well as its multi-dimensional support for Ukraine since the beginning of the year. Minister Murat Nurtlu commended the dynamism of the bilateral dialogue and thanked Romania for its constant support to the development of relations with Kazakhstan, focusing on the importance of developing sectoral cooperation in areas of strategic importance, such as energy and transport. During the visit, the joint declaration of the ministers of foreign affairs of the two countries was signed. The Memorandum of Understanding between the Romanian Diplomatic Institute and the Foreign Policy Institute 
of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of the Republic of Kazakhstan and the Memorandum of Understanding between the International Development Cooperation Agency of Romania and the Agency for International Development of the Republic of Kazakhstan were also signed. And that's all from our weekly feature in the Spotlight. Until next time, from me, Daniel Biltz, it's goodbye. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk. I'm Eugen Nasta. You're invited to listen to a beautiful song performed by Gheorghe Shora, a traditional music vocalist from Brasov County in central Romania. Cine greu și se cară Mă duc și eu sus la moară Să macin greu și se cară Și-o-i dar rândul fetelor În ciuda nevestelor Pentru un pic de sărutare Le-o-i dar rând la fiecare O rișcuță moară în ne macină argin Nevestele Guraș vân Fetele nu-n cap la And with that Our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. 
You can listen to our next programme for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 11.630 kHz in the DRM system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programmes tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 21.470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at rri.ro. Goodbye.